0: This is alternative history. Darn it! This is alternative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! This is alternative history. Welcome to the Alternative History Podcast. I am Rodrigo Monaco Barros, and this is... Brian Fisher. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. Uh, here at the Alternative Podcast... We alternative History Podcast. Alternative History Podcast, thank you. Uh, we discuss a topic, and we decide whether or not this topic merited a different result on alternative history. Uh, last week, for example... And the week before that, we talked about the jazz singer. So, the jazz singer and
1: uh, Injustice for All. We, said the, been, uh, we said the jazz singer
0: should have been We should have said the. I said the jazz singer should have been nominated for an Academy Award. I did not. And best, I said best best picture Academy. Mm, Award. Thank you for fixing me again. I missed that. I also thought that Metallica's and Justice for All should have won the Grammy for best heavy metal performance, hard rock, whatever in nineteen. 19-
1: Eighty-eight. I did not think it should have, just because it didn't fit my own personal history of, of, of how I felt the band was. Like It it, it didn't fit for
0: me. Understood. Time, so. No one's arguing. So, if you're keeping the score, in my alternative universe, in the, the uh, jazz singer in 1927 was nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture at Metallica. Uh, won that Grammy, and then Brian's alternative history, nothing has changed.
1: So at this point, Rod's 2-for-2, and I am 0-for-2. So, But I think we may be able to change that this week, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, What's the topic we're going to
0: be covering this week, Rod? Today we shall be discussing the 1982 Milwaukee Brewers, proposing that they deserve an alternative history and that they should have won Uh, the 1982 World Series against the St. Louis Cardinals.
1: Yeah, so uh, 1982,
0: let's talk about 1982 for a little bit. Um. So, real quick, before we get far, in 1982, just so everybody knows, I'm an immigrant, I showed up here in December of 1981, so January 8th, my birthday of 1982, it it was here, you know, I come from a different country, it's winter, it's... This is where I first showed up. Right. All brand new
1: shit to you, yes. it's, it's yeah. I, on the other hand, I well, we were both three at the time, so I I was born here in Milwaukee, so 1982 for me was just another year, right? It was but cool. it, the Brewers were kind of part of the household. Like my father uh, is an immigrant from from Europe, from Croatia, and he ac- they actually got into the Brewers. Like my dad didn't give a shit about any sports, right? He was just he loved America, but baseball was not one of the things that he really cared about. But like I have pins from when they won the pennant that I still have that there were still in the house when I when like when like my first memories of the Brewers are these pins that we had in the house and the baseball cards that we used to get from the from the police.
0: Similarly, we come from Brazil and my mom's from Brazil, my father's from El Salvador. Uh we had baseball from America in those countries when it was World Series time, but it was not like a sport that they cared about. So, but I'm with you. When they got here, it was Brewers, Brewers, Brewers. Like even now, I'll talk to my mom. I'll talk to my dad about it, and my mom says that she went to a World Series game in 1982. I asked my father this. I thought this was kind of questionable. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with my mom or say she didn't do it. I, I just find it hard to believe that your mom went to the game, who did not care about <laughs> baseball at all in any way, shape, or form, or even knew the game really. You know, would have gone to the World Series. I just find it hard to believe. So I talked to my dad about it, and he's like, "Well, I know I went to the World Series. I don't know about her." So that okay. makes me believe that my mom was definitely there. Your mom dad. has her, all, her own alternative. Exactly. Or happened? Or dad was, has has more of the alternative. One history. of them does exactly. So, they were both at the game. So to your point, it was not just with us, but talking to people here, it was all Brewers all the time in 1982. Like it was, it was storefronts decorated in yellow and blue, like people with all kinds of. Bumper stickers, like, just, like, all over the spot you see the Brewer's jackets, Brewer's colors. It, it was a big deal, like, here in for sure.
1: Yeah, so, but, like, in, in the greater world, what, the world, United States, so, 1982, right? So, we're, I was just looking up some of the, some of the pop culture things, 1982, uh, focusing on movies and music. So, 1982 was a freaking fantastic year for movies, and I'm just gonna list, uh, Couple, maybe about a dozen or so. So, E.T., Blade Runner, fantastic. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They're making a well, they're actually making a um, sequel to Blade Runner. I can't finally, wait. Yes. Thirty-five years later. Hopefully, we'll get a sequel to the '82 Brewers <laughs> with a different ending. But uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mentioned uh, Poltergeist, uh, First Blood, fantastic. Okay. Rocky Three, Clover Lang, (laughs) one of the best ones, and he he, uh, Russell fought uh, Hulk Hogan. Beginning that one, Uh, Mr. T is so good in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) He was pitying fools all up in that all up in that piece. Uh, Star Trek Two,
0: fantastic. The Wrath of Khan, Wrath
1: of Khan, right? Forty Eight Hours, very good. Swamp Thing, I love that movie. I mean, it doesn't really hold up, but it was fucking awesome in nineteen eighty two. Well, I didn't watch it in eighty two, but. Uh, the Beastmaster. Used to love that movie. Conan the Barbarians. Still love that movie. Creepshow. Good. That was like an that was an anthology. Stephen, kind of thing, King, right? yeah, Stephen exactly. King. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Road Warrior. Fantastic. Por- Porky's. Tootsie. Tron. An Officer and a Gentleman. Gandhi. And quite possibly one of the most racist movies ever made: The Toy, where a rich white kid buys an adult black man in a store.
0: That's not very good.
1: Yeah. Not very good. So. It, Movies Music. were hot. Movies yeah. were big. Movies were big. Music. Uh, uh, number one, Billboard Charts, Physical with Olivia Newton-John. Uh, number two, uh, which was associated with Rocky Three, is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor.
0: Getting Stronger. Right. I, uh, I can't say. I won't say uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, I promise please you. Stop, please
1: stop. <laughs> uh, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Steve, Stevie Wonder. And... Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band.
0: Many of these songs, if you're here in Milwaukee, you would have heard a lot since 1982 on 96.5 WQHR Classic Hit Station. I swear to God, I heard Centerfold like eight million times. Like I don't really like that song, but I can see why it was a big hit in 1982. Uh, we were talking about this before the show started. I also want to mention that in 1982, Stephen King released Different Seasons. Uh, this book has three movies that come out way after 1982. It has Stand By Me, it has App Pupil, and it has uh, Shawshank Redemption. So, pretty good year for Mr. King. Uh, a book called The Color Purple was released in 1982. Also a huge book. Like, 1982 was, a lot of stuff was going on. It was, it was, a, it was a big year, for sure.
1: So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Brewers, about their, their we'll start with their,
0: the genesis of the team. Exactly, before they got to 82. So, the, the Brewers... They were a franchise that came into existence in the major leagues in 1971. They were, you know, a typical expansion team, not very good. Uh, they didn't get good until about 1978. Uh, they got a manager named George Bamberger. Uh, in 1978, they won 93 games. Uh, and in 1990, in 1979, they won 95 games. I they didn't make the playoffs. Like I understand that playoffs were different. At that time, yeah, back then it was like you win those two you divisions, win your divisions. You play in the LCS for yep. for the for the World Series. I get that. That's great, but ninety three wins in that era would have got you in the playoffs in a different year for sure. Like I know that when the Brewers didn't make the playoffs in nineteen ninety two, the Blue Jays had a ninety three and uh, seventy or ninety three and sixty nine win record. It was yeah. one game better. That so was like
1: the last time before the well, last time with that eighty, kind of that the playoff it's standard right? the core of the 82 guys Gantner Molitor and Yount. and, and i'm skipping ahead I, I, a, i'm not trying to say that we really want to talk
0: about the 92 team. but my point is 95 wins 93 wins those are good seasons man yeah, like you, got, you have to be damn. the the 82 cardinals team i think won 90, what 92 games so like so yeah so think about that like so they 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 came on super strong all of a sudden they're very good they have molitor they have Yount. they have a good cornerstones they're picking up uh, in 1980 they had to change managers uh, Bamberger's health starts to decline. I thought I read somewhere they actually had a heart attack during the season so they had to change they had to change uh, managers and they got a dude named Buck Rogers Buck Rogers. You're my age like when we were little kids on some syndication or maybe it was regular TV hours they used to have that show Buck Rogers in the 25th century yeah. and so when I was doing research here I was like damn they got to do from the future, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, whatever. So they got him. Uh, also in 81, they acquired Riley Fingers, who at this time was already a three-time champion with the A's. Oddly enough, they acquired
1: him via St. Louis. I didn't know that. Yeah, he got traded to them from San Diego during the offseason. Didn't play for St. Louis, but... Then they turned and swapped him to him, Ted Simmons, and I think Vukovich.
0: Pete Vukovich
1: to uh, to us for a for a boatload of prospects. One of which I know was on Steve Braun was on the eighty two World St. Series team, team, right? Mat. Yep,
0: I do that too. I didn't know that. But I was researching and talking to people around here. That's what you said. they had. But those three really guys really that we good. got
1: from St. Louis in eighty one made up a good core of, of our team of the team that made it to the 82 World
0: Series. And the thing is, I know who Raleigh Fingers is, and I know who Pete Vukovic is. Like, I knew Pete Pete Vukovic because he used to be an announcer. So when I saw him, he was, you know, clean cut, crew cut, like thin goatee, looked really sharp. When you see him in the 82 highlights, he did not look that sharp. Like, he he, he looked he looked like he, (laughs) like, rolled out of bed or, or,
1: like... They pulled him out of the bar right before he had to start his game. Exactly. Like he, 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 looked like he had a big handlebar mustache, big bushy. He looked hair. tough. He looked Debo for sure. I would say about eighty percent of the team looked like that. Exactly, like, like they,
0: hardcore looking dudes, rough dudes. Like yeah. they, like you would want to meet them in a back alley. Essentially, is what they looked like. Right. But uh, the, the reason I'm talking about these dudes, I actually had never heard of Ted Simmons until I started interviewing people for this project. And like, like at least three of the folks I talked to. Had a great big smile on their faces when we talk about Ted Simmons. I don't even really know who he is, other than that he was a clutch-hitting catcher and really helped his team when he got here.
1: Yeah, the 82 season, he had, uh, what, 23 home runs and 97
0: RBI, which is phenomenal numbers, numbers for, was for, great. A catcher, for a catcher. That's know? pretty good. And so, continuing, in 81, uh, Fingers won the MVP and Cy Young. He also won several closer awards. Uh, and the Brewers made That's the playoffs. mustache. Yes. <laughs> very probably, true. We can talk about that. that. I forgot about that. He has a distinct handlebar mustache. Well, not a
1: handlebar. It's like a uh-huh. old-timey, twisty, curly one. It looks like he should have been in like a barbershop quartet
0: kind of. Or like a ringleader or circus yeah, or, type shit. Or
1: riding a bike with like a really big front <laughs> wheel and that tiny
0: back. I don't know what kind of bike <laughs> you call that. But... Side like, car. Oh, no, I already don't. No, but, no, no, but whatever. But he looks so it, it very... Pecu- not peculiar but very uh, distinctive look. And everybody knows what Riley Fingers uh, had, right? So, as I was saying, he won the uh, the, the best uh, relievers. He won the MVP, won the Cy Young Awards. He was, had a really, really good season. The Brewers made the playoffs the first time uh, in their existence in 1981. It was a strike-shortened season. Yeah,
1: that season was... They, they set it up weird because they played the first half of the season, and then the strike happened.
0: Then the second half.
1: So then coming out of the strike they decided what they were going to do which is really bizarre is the first, the one, the teams that had the best record in the first half of the season automatically made the playoffs
0: and they played against the teams that had the best record in the second half of the season yeah so instead of a playoff similar to what we have now in which it was like a, you know a first round and then you play in the league championship series yeah which, but it was it was like weird
1: a. because it gave no real incentive for the for the team in the first half To play because the the overall records, if you look at them, the Brewers had the best overall record in their division that year, and the the Yankees, who also made the playoffs that year, who we ended up losing to in the uh, the ALDS, which they had that Mm -hmm. year, the American League Divisional Series, they were the third best team. The Orioles were better than them that that year, that entire year, but because they made the playoffs already, they were they just cruised through the. I think they were below five hundred, and or maybe one game above, or one—I can't remember exactly—but it was just an odd setup, right? And then, and then we ended up meeting them in the ALDS and losing. Yeah. And,
0: and you know, and, and, and it, was, it was too bad. But with Yount and Molitor, who who who've been establishing themselves since the late seventies and really playing well, plus these acquisitions in 81, plus the role players, essentially Cecil Cooper, uh, Ben Olley, Pete Ladd, Mike Howell, these guys, Jim Ganner they kind of become ready to play for the 82 series, like not yeah. for the 82 season. They're ready to go. And a lot like of these players... Going into the season, they, were, they knew that this they was They were a great career. team. And, and and a lot of the guys I just mentioned become, like, almost local legends. Like, when you talk to old people... I not want say old people. When you talk to people that are older than us about this team and you mention some of these guys, like I said, I knew some of them because we, we were just a, a little bit too late for this team. So, like, Ben Ogilvy was... Essentially, already left by the time I knew about the Brewers. Yeah. So I started watching
1: the Brewers in eighty seven. You know what I mean? Eighty seven. Like, that when they when they peeled off thirteen to in start a row, the I mean, off. they still had they still had Yount. They still had Gantner. They Cooper. still had Molitor. They still had Cooper. Uh, Fingers was that uh, was no, he was gone in eighty seven. I think eighty five. Eighty five
0: was last So yeah. the point we're making is by this time eighty seven, these guys were already super well established. But by eighty at the end of eighty one, in the beginning of going into eighty two, they were coming up. It, it was about to yeah. be yeah. on. Yeah. And so the eighty two regular season. Uh, They end up starting out 60-10, not a bad start, but then they kind of fall off, and they go below five hundred, and they end up having to do a managerial change. So they kick Buck Rogers into the future. Back to the... Or or back to the the future. (laughs) To the 25th century. Wherever he's gone. And they actually go with a... from once he came. Wisconsin native, a hitting coach for the Brewers named Harvey Keene. Just real quick, Harvey Keene had a 15-year Major League Baseball career. He was a lifetime three hundred three hitter. Eight-time All-Star, he was Rookie of the Year with the Tigers in 1953. He led the league in 1959 with a 353 batting average. This guy, a could hit and was just a good yeah. player. Like I, I never heard of him before. I really started doing research for this project. So uh, under Keane, after that slow start and going down to 500, they end up going 72 and 43 with him in 1982. Bukovich wins the Cy Young, uh, and when like I said, when you watch him, his highlights, dude, he he's scary. And uh, and uh, somebody I interviewed. Talking about this project, told me that he was at a game once and he saw Pete Vukovic throw up on the mound, <laughs> shake it off, and get
1: back in pitching. Like, that's that's Dad that is the quintessential Milwaukeean. Like
0: we just, if you if you had too much, just get it out and just keep on keep a going, and keep working on it, or you know wake up you in the morning keep on rough, deal keep with on it. Breaking. So Vukovich wins a uh, Cy Young, uh, Robin out essentially as an MVP season and ends up winning the MVP. Before we get there, uh, Raleigh Fingers. Tears a muscle in his forearm in September and has lost the rest of the season. The Brewers know that shit shit is in the balance and it's very serious. And like baseball, now you needed pitchers, you needed arms, so they go out and acquire Don Sutton, who is a Hall of Famer, ends up being one of the last 300 game winners in the game, Uh, and he he ends up being very good. And so it was a good season, right? They're kicking ass. We have it to the point now. You know we're going through some injuries, we're still winning. We have a... The Brewers have a three-game lead with four games to go in the season. Going to Baltimore, the Orioles are the second-place team in the division.
1: They, they, they needed to win a game, right? Just in one game out of that four-game series,
0: and they were in. And uh, essentially, it doesn't go so well in the beginning. They, Basically, yeah, they, they get they their asses whooped well for the first two need
1: the, the coach is like, All right, boys!
0: <laughs> Let's give them hell. We need one out of these. They promptly lose the first three. In blowout fashion, yes. mind you. They lost 26-7 to 7 in aggregate score in those first three games. It's kind of like getting stressful. It's looking kind of bleak. And then out of nowhere, the Brewers come out and bomb on the Orioles. Just and Robin Young had what
1: could be the best game he's ever had as a pro.
0: He had two home runs. He had a 4-4 four four game. The Brewers win 10-2, to two, clinch the AL East, and go face the California Angels in the ALCS. Awesome. And much
1: like that series with the uh, Orioles, they promptly lose the first two games.
0: You mentioned something? Y'all had a 4-4 game. Remember that? But they lost the first two games. You're absolutely right against the California Angels. Uh, We're now down 2-0. Baseball was different back then. The LCS was a five-game series. The the lower seed had the first two games. The home seed or better seed had the last three games. So they come back and game three, Don Sutton wins. So as far as I'm concerned, he also, I, I, I forgot to mention, Maybe I mentioned it, he pitched the Baltimore Orioles game last game in Season 2. Mm-hmm. So, great acquisition, help you win and get in the sure. playoffs. He, he basically won like, you a game, and he saved you from getting swept. Like CeCe Sabathia in 2008. Exactly. Like, I don't know where it goes. Not even out of nowhere, it just does his job. A very good right. pick. Brewers end up coming back and, and, and storming back and beating the California Angels and winning the Series 3-2. First time in history where a team came back from being down 2 nothing. Like, uh, it, it was really cool. Like, P-Lad... Who had replaced uh, Raleigh Fingers as a closer finished the series by striking out Hall of Famer Rod Crew, and I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting facts. The Brewers faced Jim Palmer, also Hall of Famer, yeah, in that last game of the season. Yeah. So now, that's the thing about the Brewers—they're coming up against real dudes the like cardiac, OGs. Like, like, and like and they but, were the cardiac kids, man. They
1: were taking everything to the, to the, the limit wire. to the end. And like, I can't man. imagine. Like I can only like equate it to how I felt in 2014. With the Packers, where like everything was just, or even even the season that they won the uh, what two thousand and ten when they won the world, uh, won the uh, Super Bowl, like just heart attack every like, game every game. Every game. Every I can't game. I can't imagine. I was only like I said I was only three and I was still probably shitting myself. So
0: and so this last I had game other problems. You're absolutely right. No no you to agree with you. So in eighty two that that last game of of the uh, ALCS. They were down. I'm sorry. They were down two runs. They end up. They were down three to two, and they end up winning four to three. Cecil Cooper was slump. Was in a two for nineteen slump and ends up hitting a big double. And they end up winning. Like Gosh. it was fantastic. Two run double. And, like, and they looked great. Like now. Like I say, from. The edge of defeat, you know what I mean? Like, and they, they come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And so, from the edge of defeat, the, the World Series starts, and the Brewers bomb on St. Louis ten nothing. Ten nothing. First game right off the right well, of Gates. I like. I, said, I researched some people for this, and I talked to them, and they, they said that you know it was a World Series. You knew the Cardinals were good, so they were a little worried going into this. They were they were nervous because the Brewers hadn't really been there. All of a sudden, you win ten nothing, and just a
1: little a quick backstory <laughs> on the Cardinals. They they played the Braves, I believe, in the NLCS. Was it the Braves? I don't remember. Atlanta, I think I believe it was the Atlanta Braves, and if I'm not mistaken, they swept them. Okay. So they got in pretty easily. I, from what I what I looked up, it doesn't sound like there was much of a. I think the team behind them was. I think it was like three games behind them. I think I believe it was the Phillies. Okay. So I mean, they they not that they had it easier, but it was not nearly as stressful. Like you know you know, cardiac arrest inducing as it was for the
0: Brewers, by any means. And so. so Go on, Go ahead. Oh, oh! No, uh, game game one, blow them out. So as I said, yeah. I was talking to people; they were nervous when that happened. Man, they were so happy. Like, like yeah, even yeah. now talking to them, like, they the guy at work. I was talking about this to, When I mentioned game one, ear to ear grin. He was so happy talking about game one. Like it was, it was really good. And again, as I say, so two two series essentially that they play backs to the wall. You have to win, and then they come out here and win ten nothing. Things had to have looked good. They yeah. must have been feeling really they good. "We're, like, well, we're
1: going to do this the easy way this season, this series." Right, right boys, like, come on,
0: let's... wrong. That did not end up happening. Yeah. So the Brewers end up losing game two, five to four. They were actually winning that game three nothing. Uh, our man. So basically, in this game, Lonnie Smith, who who I end up knowing not from this team, I I know Lonnie Smith from the nineteen ninety two Atlanta Braves team. Braves, like he was yeah. really really good. So Lonnie Smith works a 3-2 count. He gets a controversial call to go his way uh, against Pete Ladd. Pete Ladd walks him. Pete Ladd can't recover. He ends up walking the game-winning run in. Yeah, so you, and, don't, even, you don't, even, they don't even get the bat off the shoulder, and, and they lose the game. Game
1: 2, I have, like, in, my, in my opinion, if we had Raleigh Fingers, I, we probably could have. I mean, granted, it still would have been tied 4-4, roughly, probably. But it would have given us, with our bats, Another inning or two to to pull that game out, and to me that that game might be the linchpin. The turnover. What 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 turned it to the uh, to St. Louis. And
0: and I mean, I kind of agree on many levels, and we'll obviously discuss a little more. But yes, Pete Ladd was good. Like he came in and did an an admirable job. I don't want to take anything from him, but he's not Raleigh Fingers. No, and not like the year before, super dominant, ultra Raleigh Fingers. Like they just didn't have him, and that that sucks. not, Not
1: many, not many pitchers have won Cy Young and MVP.
0: No, I don't think eight, whatever. No, you're absolutely right. It does not happen. Like, it's such a good season, and to miss him out, that was too bad. Game three, the Brewers lose 6-2. to uh, This is essentially a coming out party for rookie Willie McGee. Uh, he has an otherworldly game. He hits two home runs. He's a double and a triple and in the bottom of the eighth. Gorman Thomas hits a, hits a ball that's surely going out, and he climbs the fence and makes the grab. Yeah. Had a superstar game. So,
1: so this this game, I also have an issue with because uh, Willie McGee hit four home runs the entire season. season. Right? It's two <laughs> has, in that game. I think we talked about the 79 that, career
0: home runs. Like, yeah, yeah. On. So
1: so that would like that would be like Gorman Thomas hit 39 home runs that season. If Gorman Thomas hit 19 and a half home runs in Game Three,
0: that would be like what <laughs> the equivalent, what, of, what, the equivalent
1: uh, uh, of what Willie McGee did in that game with his with his power.
0: So it's brutal, man. Yeah, it was
1: just it
0: was like, ugh. So we're down now two to one. You know what I mean? We had such great feelings after game one. The Brewers are losing it. It kind of sucks. The Brewers come back and win game four, seven to five. They were down five to one, and with two outs in the bottom of seventh, scored six runs. Six. Remember that, that? That comes back a little bit. Without later. any home runs, just hitting, scoring. Yep. Very good team. Uh, Brewers go on to win game five, six to four, and take a three to two uh, World Series lead. Uh, Robin Young has a home run. One of his four hits in the game, uh, this is actually the second game in the World Series uh, where he has four games. I forgot to talk about four this in the first yeah. game because we were just so happy with them winning 10 nothing and talking about how our, our, the people I talked to were so happy. Paul Molitor in that first game had five five hits, yep. set, set the record, yeah. and Robin Young had a four-game hit. So what I said, remember that, remember that game against Baltimore, 4-4, four for four, two games in the World Series, Four four. He was this motherfucker start. was clutch.
1: Yeah, he was on fire in in the playoffs. He can play like yes. Hooping. He had a
0: great great run. So like I say, seven to five, uh, six innings or six runs in the innings, fantastic. Uh, we're up three to two. It's a good chance. Like I think it's right there. Like yeah. you, you, you.
1: But uh, in, in, so this is so the series uh, games uh, uh, three four and five were played in County Stadium, correct?
0: Hmm. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yes, so yes, yes. It yes, was yes. two, three, two. So, right? You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah. they went back to to Bush Stadium, which it was designed. The, the The team was designed around the stadium, much like the Brewers were designed around County Stadium, yeah. County Stadium, uh, to to just knock the stuffing out of the ball ballpark.
0: They hit home runs. Exactly. Yeah. So St. Louis is big. Like you mentioned, yeah. it's, it's it's small so ball. In
1: 1982, and for you know. Going into this World Series, the, the way it was structured with how you would get home field advantage wasn't if you had the best record, right? <laughs> it was odds and evens. That's it. That and was the only Because we made it to here. the World Series in an even year. Went was the National it, League. The Natu- even though we had the best record. and They've gone through several iterations of who gets home field. They, they had that stupid thing where it was the all-star game winner. Uh, whatever uh, national league or American League won the all-star game should have just which, been best record but whatever yeah so if you're looking at it in a logical way you would say hey right breweries had the best record they should be going home granted it may, it may not be three two going if they're going home because they would have played a couple more games at at, at Bush going into that into game six but I like our chances if we're going home. If we have a legitimate home field win, advantage. If win, we have if a If not chance. one,
0: two games. You're County absolutely State. right. No, and I, I don't watch baseball like I used to anymore, so I actually don't know this. Maybe you can answer. As we're talking about it, you just said it. This playoff structure was 2-3-2. Two, two. Is it now... Two two one one one. Uh, that I'm not sure. I, I know that's was in the NBA for sure. Two, I
1: thought it was two three two. So that hasn't okay. changed. Okay. Anyway, anyway. But Whatever. They, they finally did go back to the best record gets home
0: field. Or finally went to it rather, which is how which, it should have always been essentially. Yeah. And so again, the Brewers won that first game ten nothing. The Brewers are, are a powerful team. They're very explosive. They had home runs all season. They're smashing the ball pretty good in this
1: 216 game. Two hundred sixteen home runs.
0: Fantastic. To, I
1: believe 67, 67 for the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> so, all year. And
0: even as World Series. They're a small ball team. They're still hitting Definitely. the ball. Pitching, too. But come game six, we go down there and we get smashed 13-1. to Yes. The St. Louis Cardinals score 11 runs in the innings, in the, in the fourth through sixth innings. Just,
1: and they hit two home runs that game. It, granted, it wasn't Willie McGee. It was Daryl Porter and Keith Hernandez. But
0: From Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Sorry, <laughs> he didn't
1: play on the '86 Mets, Mets or anything like
0: that. We don't go home from baseball. We don't Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> yes, we know him from Seinfeld, <clears throat> and he's Keith Hernandez. <laughs> so they won. Well, they won that game on. I mean, well, playing. I mean, they had a lot of hit. They had 12 hits and two home runs. Like so, 67 home runs all year, and again, they get a two home run game. That it, it's from just. The squad. I don't yeah. understand where this. The power they—they they had this power surge in the World Series that was just such the antithesis of who they were as a team.
0: And so Game Six is quite devastating and deflating. Even just talking about it, yeah, I'm like, yeah, devastated. Just, and I'm like I
1: didn't even, I didn't even see it. Yeah, just it. talking about it makes me sad. Researching it made me
0: upset, melancholy. So the Brewers not to go into Game Seven, uh, they take a three to one lead up until the sixth inning. And are unable to hold it. The Brewers lose Game Seven, six to three, and lose the World Series again. Pete Lab was unable to. So,
1: I had the opportunity to listen to most of the game um, on YouTube, and it was it was actually a pretty good game. Like it was it was touch and go for a while. It, it, it kind of eighth inning was was kind of the turning point for the game, but um, uh, St. Louis scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth. And that kind of that kind of sealed, sealed it. it. So I watched the I actually watched with my own eyes the last at bat. It was Gorman Thomas uh, versus I believe uh, Bruce. Was it Bruce
0: Sutter? 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 Yeah. yeah no, Sutter.
1: Um, last at bat, three two count, falls off three of them right. And I'm I, I know the outcome, but I'm still watching. Is like come on come on Gorman, you, you can, can do it. it, you can do it. <laughs> And then he promptly strikes, strikes out, out and then that's mm. then they cheer and Bob Costas, who looks almost exactly the same as he does now, um, gave them the trophy um, and that was all she wrote.
0: Gorman Thomas, we should double him real quick. So uh nobody hit more home runs in the major leagues than Gorman Thomas from nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty two. He was he was like the quintessential power hitter, like, yeah. like and he talked about how it was great playing on at at this team at that time because Yount always got on. Like, yeah, so, there was
1: always someone on base to, to, if you, if you were going to hit a home run,
0: it was going to be like a two run, three run shot. And I was talking to the people about it now, and they can't exactly remember who who covered him. They they, they can't remember if it was Ogilvy or Cooper, but he had great covers behind him, so you had to pitch to him. Like, yeah, it was no uh, bullshit. Had, like he you know, had to really play. They
1: had four guys with thirty home runs, I believe, on that team. Um, and Yount had 29, and Molitor had 19. So, I mean, they were just stacked up and down the lineup. Yes.
0: They could hit. And, and I want to say one thing more about our man, uh, Norman Thomas. Uh, he is famous for saying uh, batting averages to a certain extent overrated. Home runs and RBIs are the name of the game. So, like, he had the one almost home run stolen by, uh, Vince, uh, by, by Vince Coleman, by, by Willie McGee uh, in game two. I didn't see it. Was he... Was it a good at bat? Was he fouling pitches off? Was he trying to get home runs? How did that last at bat go? Like he was, I caught it. I caught it at the three two count, and he
1: hit. He hit a uh, a lot. Uh, what what looked like could have been a possible double if it stayed fair, and then the other two were just kind of followed straight back. And that the uh, the strikeout was kind of looked like high heat, just kind of whiffed on it. So he fought was, it and tried to swing was, at a high heat. Or yeah, so like, and. and Correction: uh, The Brewers had uh, three guys with thirty home runs. Uh, Cecil Cooper with thirty-two, Ben Ogilvie with thirty-four, Gorman Thomas with thirty-nine. But then you get Robin Yount with twenty-nine, Simmons MVP. with twenty-three, and Don Money uh, with sixteen. Uh, Molitor
0: nineteen. Just, just a bunch of dudes hitting. They, yeah, they like, could hit. They were man. Like they, they could hit. Like they were a, a really impressive team. Like to your point, you said the Brewers hit two hundred sixteen home runs that year. At that time, maybe we should have researched a little more, but I know that at that time it was the sixth highest team total in Major League history. So I don't know yeah. if anything's happened since, but that's still pretty damn good. He hit six home they runs. Were, they were built like a, like for like this era of baseball. Just hitting home runs, home run, right, yeah. home run ball, yeah. And yeah. getting on ball. Uh, Raleigh Fingers had twenty nine saves in eighty two, giving him three hundred and one for his career. Also, pretty fantastic. Uh, the thing I found fascinating going back to how we we're saying this team was so explosive in offense. They hit six runs in an inning nine different times. That doesn't happen. Like, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, they're... four Hall of Famers: uh, Yount, Mauser, Finger, Sutton. I think the Cardinals had two in that World Series. They had Bruce Sutter and they had Ozzy Smith. So, like, yeah. I'm of the theory yeah. in baseball and in basketball, the best team usually wins. Like, I think in bat, I think in football, like you can have upsets. Like, yeah,
1: I, in a seven game series the best team, the best team is always winning. going to typically going to win.
0: It's feeling more and more like the Brewers had a better team in this yeah, I mean, in this series. If, if like
1: look, they had two Robin Yount, Paul Molitor, both came up through their farm system. Both 3 3000 hit guys. Stars. Hall of Famers. Molitor, first ballot Hall of Famers.
0: I said earlier 5 hits in one game set the record for the World Series he ends up having a four eighteen batting average in 13 World Series games, like in his career. That's yeah. that's fucking good, man. Like, yeah, geez, Louise. Right. And Yao had two four hit games in this World Series, like they, they were fantastic. 82 uh, game five. To your point about them playing two, three, five here, or two, or rather three, four, and five here, mm-hmm. uh, was the last playoff game ever played at County Stadium. 1982. Man, think about that. That's a Does, long time. Hey, when
1: did when we when did uh, County Stadium came down in what, 2000, 2001?
0: I thought that that's when the Miller Park opened up. Yeah. So, so like, man, like, it was the it,
1: closest that, that County Stadium ever got back to going was what we 92. 92 we alluded to yeah. it.
0: They ended up winning 92 games and still missed the playoffs by, by one game. And so, the thing that I found interesting, like I say, it's, it's funny to find things you weren't expecting when you were researching these kind of things. I had never, I don't remember a dude named Mike Caldwell. He won 102 games for the Brewer, Brewers and is their all-time winning pitcher for a left-handed pitcher. Like, when I talk to people now about him, they say he was a really good pitcher. Like, he he, he was battled battler. He never stopped fighting. He, he was always yeah, out there. I couldn't pick him out of a line. I don't know who he is. is. Yeah. Won two games. But uh, him and Vukovic were solid. Too bad that Vukovic was hurt. Yeah, Maude were awesome. Like, it just Don Sutton said that this was the best collection of talent he'd ever played with. Reggie Jackson said Milwaukee's a damn good ball club and Dave Winfield. <laughs> Another hall of famer said they weren't pretty, so like, (laughs) and that's true. Like, they they look they look like
1: like like a combination of like Burt Reynolds and Ron Jeremy. And oddly enough, my father looked exactly the same, and maybe that's where I get my uh, my Burt Reynolds obsession from, but not so much Ron Jeremy. But they they looked of the era, like they. I mean, they were their hair was long they had most of them had handlebar mustaches they like, just looked filthy
0: and they, there was talk you talked to the people here who were of a certain vintage We'll say definitely older than most people I talked to and yeah. they talk about how you wouldn't be shocked to like run into these guys at bars you know right. the night before games or like yeah. talk about how some of these players had to be drawn out of bed to go to a game and play like like these guys were of the city like they definitely like embraced the kind of stuff that we do here in Milwaukee. Like they smoking were cigarettes the and, and smoking cigarettes, drinkers and having a beer like in the dugout. Like, yeah, yeah. like they definitely like they endeared themselves greatly to the Milwaukee fans. And like, that's one of the things I really noticed too and talking to the fans now. Like man, when we went to Brewers games as little kids, what I remember is seeing drunk people and not really watching baseball. Whereas when you watch the highlights from this eighty two team Man, the people were into it. They were really watching it. Yeah. I'm sure they were getting drunk. Don't get me wrong. Not, I'm not dumb, but it seems like the fans were like, it was watch. Like, they were really caring about baseball. Like, well, the marring. Brewers
1: aren't good. We They still draw a pretty large crowd, and mainly to, to, to tailgate and to drink heavily, either in the parking lot, mostly in the parking lot. Go to the game. You go in around the third inning. You leave <laughs> around, like, the sixth or seventh. You keep on drinking in the parking lot. <laughs>
0: Make sure all the sheriffs cleared out before you go home. Don't tell anybody. You know thought we should we shouldn't advocate that shit. <laughs> but that's what happens. I mean, that's, 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 that's it. In fact, listen. The reason the Braves left Milwaukee was because we stopped. They stopped allowing fans to bring in the coolers from their <laughs> tailgating. Like they wanted to sell a concession. We were they, they were drawing like three million a year or some shit like that. Like like the high mark that you're supposed to be drawing. For every year there's this until they change their rules. 50 role. cents for a beer. And then all of a sudden blasphemy. within 3 or 4 years they no longer exist in Milwaukee and yeah. County Stadium just sits. You know what I mean? Like, like for, for 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 almost a decade that was with no good team that they that that left.
1: So th- won so, the World Series The the Bra- Milwaukee Braves won the World Series I believe 1956
0: 57 and they lost in 58. So Milwaukee again, we're not the biggest city, but we're like we're a big enough city but when we love our teams and our players, we really embrace them, and I felt that this 82 team really speaks to that. Like, yeah. even talking to them now, like, like we, we, we've been around for Packers championships, and we love our Packers, don't get us wrong, yeah. but, like, it's not like we hold these Packers in such super high places. Sure. Like, I'm sure, like, we saw them, that would be all, like, super happy to see them, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, just talking about the Brewers, a, a franchise that, that did their thing almost 35 years ago if people were still, still so happy about I just it recently
1: had the 35th anniversary for the team and people were like loving it it's right? impressive, and, like, right? that's that the 82 Brewers is basically the the high point for for baseball, baseball. In, in the state exactly and I mean and and sports the point, in the
0: city really other than like yeah. other, in the city because we'll we, we have the Packers but that's like a state team like our bucks won in 71 like when they, the Brewers show they, they you People talk about the '82 Brewers way more than they, they talk, talk about '71 bucks? bucks. And we had Kareem and Oscar, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like so, like this this was a huge, huge team. And more to that point, when they when they came
1: home after losing the World Series, just there say, was a parade. Losing a hundred thousand people lined up and down Wisconsin Avenue. It's crazy for for after you lost the World Series to have a parade of that magnitude.
0: In the '82 World Series DVD that I've watched and, and referencing mostly for this project. Like that's one of the most poignant parts was at the end when the players were talking about the parade, and how amazing it was like yeah, you lost the World Series but you didn't feel like you lost the World Series like yeah. you know that, that speaks again to how much we love that team like it I was know that, more
1: than just wins and losses with the, with with the city
0: and we're not special we know there are plenty of teams that lose and, and their fans will support them we get that like, like, but we were doing that back then with this team and we you know really embraced them it was too bad that they lost like. It's still kind of like, you know, debating debating, and pushing as to how I really think about whether or not this team deserves an alternative history. Because at, at the end of the day, the reality is that they were injured, right? Like, as someone yeah. who coaches soccer, who coaches other sports, like, you got to deal with injuries, man. Like, that's just part of the deal. Like, that always happens. So when I was researching it, I was still pretty hesitant to, to give them the alternative history. Because the main thing I thought... Going into it was they lost player due to injury, but there's a little more to it in my opinion. Like like, not just like, not just that they lost player to injury, right? It's where they lost him. Like I keep I keep going back and forth with Raleigh Fingers not being there. You just said it best that game two if he was there it might that, be a different result.
1: Yeah, and even even uh, they might have, who knows what how they would have used him in game seven.
0: I mean This was a different era. This is the era of like three inning saves. Yeah. There's no middleman. There's no. There's no. Yeah. You know, se- seventh inning specialist and eighth inning specialist. Raleigh singers was out there. Eight like, ninth, ninth, innings, seventh, ninth back inning, seventh eight ninth inning.
1: Exactly. You know? like, they, they, they weren't. I mean, your They were just starting to get specialized in the bullpen,
0: but barely. Who could, but they, they were still getting complete games. Like they yeah. were still doing all kinds. Yeah. The
1: so yeah. Totally different game. Nineteen eighty two, seven hundred and thirty four complete games.
0: That shit's insane. 2016, dude. 83. Well, that explains why these guys got hurt. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. got, that's well, it. Luke, pretty much. towards rotator cuff or some shit like that. It. He, like, he was pitching. never the same. Never the same. He never kept same going. Same. Like he, yeah. he sacrificed the team. Like like again, love for that thing. And so as I was saying, the pitchers that got injured, or the place where they got injured, the Brewers. Not only did they lose the lead in game two. I read that though they won three games, they actually led. For five of the games. So yeah. where we were missing Raleigh Fingers, they had Bruce Sutter. Bruce Sutter is another 300-plus game save pitcher. 300 exactly. Oh, 300. Up, Not right. plus. A 300-game save I'm, Hall of Famer. It's
1: still amazing. It's amazing. He, he led the league a couple, like at least three or four years. Well, and bef-
0: Before this era of specialized pitching, 300 was the save number was, to get yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Now it's different. Now you have guys like Mario Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. Who, who who are breaking that record by a ton, but like yeah, but they're going out like what from one inning, inning saves or like half an inning, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you already have two. You hardly outs ever see sh- two inning saves are rarely. Really? You never, you never of. see that, and so I keep thinking about that, like yeah. how when we didn't have fingers, they had Sutter. Like if we would have had it for even one game, and I, I think, think that changes it everything. May
1: have used, like I, I go back to the uh, last year's World Series with uh, Chapman. Mm-hmm. Where the Cubs basically put him in for like two, three innings, mm-hmm. they may used fingers like
0: that, or even even us more recent experience, didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't they drop Sabathia in in a, in a closer role to win a series? I uh, can't remember. I thought they did some shit like that, but, but they pitched the shit out of CC Sabathia. Though. Yeah, it's they they, the they totally did. Like, like and, and I know that we're Red Sox fans, and I know I've seen. Pedro Martinez come out of the come out of the of the, of the bullpen to help yes. win. So like like you never know what's gonna happen. Like if if he had him, it might have been a completely different series. The other thing that like, and Gorman Thomas was in a huge slump. Like you mentioned that I I didn't even realize that until you were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah, he, he was he had so many home runs that he couldn't do shit in that World Series. It's just well, it's, Lughey, too bad. it's too bad. <coughs> Excuse Fine. me, sorry guys. And so the other thing that 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 I'm pushing towards this as to why I'm de- like. Like, again, I feel that the Brewers, or I, again, the premise is the Brewers should have an alternative history. They should have won the World Series well, in 1982. Before, two, before, before you,
1: I say it. Yeah, before you give your opinion, there's a couple other things I wanted to bring up about uh, the World Series. Uh, uh, 1982, uh, well, the World Series was called the Sud Series. Okay. Because it was uh, Beer, Miller, yep. Miller Brewing versus Anheuser-Busch. So, 1975. Miller's better. Way better. <laughs> so, 1985, Miller comes out with the first... One of one of well the the most popular diet beer Miller Lite right. This so is eighty two right. Seventy five. Seventy five. sorry. I think it's eighty five. I heard you. I got with you. Thank Lite, you. Okay. Right? And it became basically the ubiquitous light beer. Light beer. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what everyone everyone drank if they were looking for a diet beer. So in nineteen eighty two, March of eighty two. Let me guess. Bud Light, of course. It's the, that's
0: just gross. Yeah. You know, and just gross. It, so,
1: 1982 beer sales. Uh, so, and this was probably with and without Bud Light. Anheuser Busch was number one over Miller, but Miller was was picking up ground. And then, to combat that, that's when they come out with the horribleness in a can, Bud
0: Light, which it's I was
1: disgusting. forced to drink once at a really <laughs> shitty tiny strip club, five dollar cover. And a Bud Light. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Keep sounds- the Bud Light.
0: I'll pay you $10. <laughs> that sounds like torture. Yes. I wasn't trying to give my opinion away, but the one thing I did want to mention was talk about Robin Young real quick. Because, like, sure. that, that's the thing about him not winning this World Series in 82. Man, he was really good. Like, goodness was he so good. Like, there's all the way to describe it. Like, he had he won the MVP in two different positions, which has only been done, like, twice and, before and, and, that, and or ever.
1: B- b- we say two different positions. The the two probably, arguably, the two most important fielding positions in baseball. Well, people want to shortstop, but just center field. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's where, like, those are, those are... He,
0: he's the first Brewer in charge of the Hall of Famer, like... Yeah. Like, I get real harsh talking about other all-time greats in other sports when they're missing that World Series from their resume. And then I got to shut the fuck up because I remember about Robin Young because yeah. he's missing that World Series resume. Well, we'll see. But he is not. He is not. He's still an all time great. Just because he doesn't have the ring, I, I can't take away from him. Like, I, I used to be that way with say, someone like Dan Marino. Like, people would try to tell me he's the best quarterback ever, and I would be like, he ain't got no championship. And then as I say more and more, I thought about that. i mean, that's kind of shitty because he was amazing, and just because he doesn't have this ring, because his team wasn't good enough. Or, in the Brewers' case, some injuries hit and they just got unlucky, or the Cardinals started hitting home runs out of nowhere. Does that really mean Robin Young's not an all-time great? Like, Dan Reno's not an all-time great. Of I've heard it he said is. that
1: um, if if Young played in, in, like, New York, he would be talked about as
0: one of the best players of all time. Which, I could believe that. Like, you guys got to see the highlights. Like, look, up, I'm, look him up on YouTube. Look him up wherever you can. Young was, Watch was him, spectacular. Watch him. Offense and
1: defense. He, he was, could was do a, everything. He was $3, a fantastic $3,000 like in his career,
0: man. Like, he could do everything I up. remember
1: him ma- mainly as a center fielder growing up. Yeah, but, me too I mean, that's because what he was for us. That's what I'm saying. We, we kind of came into this in 87 where he was. Made that crazy catch to. To win a, the, to save a uh,
0: no-hitter. The no-hitter for one year. Right. The only no-hitter in. in Brewer, Brewer history. history. So that's what I mean. Like, Rob again, he was a player who was drafted in 1974. Something like that. Came like, like, up in 75, I think. As an 18-year-old, yeah. they called him the kid. Like. Yeah. Man, and, and, and
1: like like so we grew up with that dude. He's, like the, he's, and the lasting image of of like him is him riding his motorcycle around the the warning track after they win the uh, the ALCS. He's been retired now um,
0: more than twenty years, and I, and I fear that like other than us, Milwaukee, people, people are not going to know about this dude. You know what I mean? He's going to fall into the same category. He's not, of, for he's not really a flashy
1: finger. guy, and he doesn't really, you don't really hear him, you know.
0: Outside of baseball. He's making he was a baseball player. Talk, yeah,
1: he played baseball, and then he went back to Arizona.
0: And that's, yeah, that's it. And lastly, like, the thing I, I really got to talk about, and the reason that I'm almost certain, and, and, uh, the, the thing that we got to talk about, the Milwaukee Brewers have an announcer by the name of Bob Uecker. He's a national treasure, and nobody really knows about it or knows him. And the fact that they've never won a World Series, and he's been our announcer my whole life. you, if you, it's a criminal. being a fan criminal. of the Milwaukee
1: Brewers is basically having to since since like eighty what four eighty five is mostly having to have been
0: having to have suffered through some bad years. Baseball. Yeah, like they just never and, won. They were always supposed to be good. They are always supposed to win. They were always supposed to be solid. Bob Eucher basically sat through. He's the reason why people it, he made baseball. he
1: made, He made listening to Brewers baseball tolerable. Like, he was Brewers baseball.
0: Back we're talking about a man. Back when
1: our power hitters was exactly. like Rob Deere and. Who
0: led the league in strikeouts type yeah. shit. Like, yeah, like, like he, was, he made it entertaining. Like, like, when the Brewers have had some. We've had some mean years, man. Like, one of the reasons I don't follow baseball is because I don't believe that the Brewers have a realistic chance of and, ever winning a World Series. They just don't. So who, like, who else's
1: announcer had a motherfucking
0: sitcom, Mr. He Belvedere? A, Mr. Like, Belvedere. He was
1: he was the dad in Mr. Belvedere. Like no one. Like I don't think people knew when they were watching that show that he was the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. They just were like, oh, Bob Muker They might have known him from like the Tonight Show. I know he did. Uh, he was a like former baseball player with the yeah, Braves. With the Milwaukee he did a World Series. I know with Bob Costas one year. I mean, um, but he was. He was he was he was kind of like a a a national personality, but he was
0: he's the voice of the Milwaukee fucking brewer. Like people don't get it. He had a sitcom. He he like fronted like the Miller Light. Like he was part of that Miller Light. last feeling, tastes great. Yeah, uh, he he. Yeah,
1: and they the Miller Light is they they pre the Miller Brewing Company pretty much started the. Uh, the athlete-based advertising for for beer, which with Euchre, essentially like which one
0: of the one of
1: the Anheuser Busch bit on that shit. Of course, not only with the with the light beer, but they also did that with the advertising too. And they were bound and determined not to let Miller, you know, surpass, surpass or, them. Usurp them in but, beer sales. And
0: so, like furthermore, last thing on Euchre, there's a movie out here called Major League. Everybody loves that shit, especially if you were watching. Dad was in that movie especially from Milwaukee, they filmed it here. So, like, yeah. we love that movie probably more than most people, but if you talk to some other folks not from Milwaukee, they like that movie. And often, they talk about Bob Uecker. And that's like, how he
1: kind of was during, like, the losing year, like Hilarious. Yeah. Like, they were, like, he'd be
0: talking about, like, you know, if you weren't paying attention, you'd sleep on it. And he'd be talking about how players from the 50s were up to at-bat at scoring runs and you'd be like, wait, what's going on here? Like, he's like joking like just he hilarious joked, he
1: he i was reading an interview that he had and he was on one of the St. Louis teams that uh, i think made it to the world series and he said the best thing they probably did that year was infect him with hepatitis <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. hilarious but he just got a really good sense of humor and uh, perfect voice and just i mean like the fact that he's only seen three postseasons depresses me. Like yes. he, if, if he'd seen more, he'd be like a Vince Scully. Like you know yeah. him. Like you know what I mean. Like but Vin Scully ain't got no motherfucking sick count. I'll tell you that. Like, I'm telling you. Like like Bob Uger was was fantastic. And so like I said, let's get back to it. I, I, I I've diverted a little bit too long here talking about Bob Uger. I apologize. But like he's worth it though. It's like let's get back to the thesis. I feel or the the, the, the question. Oh, before I get back to anything else, you want to say? Nope. Nope. Sorry. So again. The 1982 Milwaukee Brewers uh, deserved a deserved to win the World Series and merit an alternative history is the thesis. And I, at this point, I do agree. Like I guess like I, I fought it. I didn't want to give it to them just because of the injuries. But like I say, man, with Yowt, Euchre, like the injuries that happened being so costly compared to the non-injuries, plus all of a sudden... Something in the water in St. Louis, and these motherfuckers hit home runs like, like, Craziness. like they stole one from us. Is the way I end up feeling about it. Like, I, I really think that the best team loses in baseball. I can think of that 1960 World Series where the Yankees lost to the Pirates, and I think the Yankees were a better team. I think that the Brewers were a better team, and they just missed out. I definitely believe that they're they merit an alternative history in this case.
1: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, they were they were to me they were the superior team like not only did they have a better batting average they also had a higher on base percentage like they weren't just smashing the ball out of the park they were getting on base they were getting runs and their offense the the ratio that their offense was better than St. Louis is better the mm-hmm. pitching, I know what you're to say. Their pitching wasn't wasn't nearly as bad as as St. Louis to St. Compared to St. Louis, as their hitting was better than St. Louis. St. Louis. I totally agree. So, like they were to me, they're all an all around better team. I, and, and regardless of that muddled thing that I just said that probably made absolutely no sense. I think if you replay the series, if you if you play it under modern modern logical uh, assumption that the best team will play home field. The Brewers were made to play in Miller Park and not on not on artificial. County turf. Stadium. County yeah, I'm uh, uh, sorry, County Stadium, and not on artificial turf where, where if you hit a, hit a ball into the turf, it would fly thirty feet in the air and it's and because unnatural because they were so fast, they would they would be at first base, base. by the time you got the ball. Or like, second base, you they, know. They, yeah, they had a couple awesome. rallies in the World Series where they had infield. I think in Game Seven, they had the first three hits were infield singles. Unbelievable. Right? It was just they were built for that for that stadium, so. I think the 1982 Brewers, in my opinion, in my alternative history, are the 1982 World Series champions.
0: I'm totally with you. I, one thing I meant to mention, and I feel bad now that we're talking about it because we've already done it and I'm going back in time. The other thing I liked about this Brewers and the reason I'm giving it to them, they weren't a flash in the pan. Like, they weren't a microwave dynasty. Like, they no. built. Like, they were.
1: They like, came up the right way. Like, they, I mean, they, they made a decent trade.
0: They developed By their no young means players. Did they flee St. Louis. No, they developed their but young players. They, they got more pieces. They got some other guys, and they were yeah. there. Like I wonder, in terms of an alternative history, what happens to the Brewers if they actually do win this World Series? Like, do you think that like? Like, how does this shit play out? Do you think that some of the the deterioration of some of these players slows down? Do you think the Brewers go and make more trades to become a better team again next year? Or, because again, talking about the reason I bring it, you saw it, we know it, the Brewers end up sucking after this. Like, they're never the same. We don't make the playoffs again until 2008. Like, not only do we want to give them an alternative history for the World Series, I wish... There had been an alternative history for the franchise after this World Series. Like, uh, I'm not.
1: I mean, I think the, the the bigger aspect would be the change on the city because the city.
0: No one gives a fuck about baseball like they used to. Yeah. Yes, people still go. Don't get me wrong. We still draw a lot of fans, but it's but you don't see like Brewer shit all over the yeah, city. Like you see city, you see Packers shit. We're not all over known the one the as
1: city. a as a baseball city. I think the 82 World Series victory gives us the legitimacy as a baseball town. I mean, we. The, the Brewers draw big crowds year after year after year, like one and a half, two million, three million, depending on if we're – and we've been better recently than we have been in years past. But like I, the city seems to have kind of – I don't want to say an inferiority complex, but we seem to be okay with status quo, right? Yep. I think the 1982 World Series victory that I'm claiming – yeah, that happened. Yes, and our changes that. <laughs> and, and elevate, I think. I, I think. You. I think we have more higher standards for our sports franchises, and 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 you can see it in the '80s with the, with the '80s with the Bucks. They were they were always just almost good enough. Same yep. with the Brewers, right? Yep and in the 90s with the bucks they were kind of and the, with the
0: brewers they were they were they Almost maybe, there, maybe and then they fell one off. good year well, and they then fall off. that's the
1: thing is and, like they, and then we just we just we just kind of accepted the status quo right we were and always we supposed were, to be
0: good and we never were and we just kind like of accepted yeah. it we didn't like it wasn't like now we're like you, you know if your team's not good you start bitching and the, and the things change i feel like they were bad for several years and it never got better and then the franchise never got better you know what i mean like i said we've had so few success, but whatever. I'm, 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 I'm going too far. The, the point we're making, like I say, is that the '82 World Series should have gone a different way. The Brewers should have. An alternative. We got it.
1: St. Louis, they had what World Series victories, like tons of them. Uh, they've been at this point. They were in 13 World Series. This was the Brewers' first. We're taking it.
0: They can, yeah, they can have their other 10 championships. You know what yes. I mean? We'll take the one. So there you have it. That's the alternative history for the Milwaukee Brewers of 1982. Tell us what you think. Do you think we're some, we a bunch of bullshit? Bullshit. Don't know
1: what the hell we're talking about. Does the sound of our voices make you know, like your ears want to bleed?
0: Um, uh, let us know, please. Let us know. We want to know.
1: So you can uh, hit us up at alternativehistorypodcast at gmail or you can find us on Twitter at alternativehistory
0: at althistorypc. We appreciate your time, and thank you for listening. Come back next week when we discuss the 1982. Stick with 1982
1: because it was a good-ass year. We already got a Milwaukee Brewers World Series victory in 1982. Let's we're, see what else we can do We're going to discuss
0: up. the 1982 Brazil World Cup team and whether or not they merit an alternative Near history. and dear to your heart. Near and dear to my heart, and near and dear to many people's hearts. Have a great day, and thank you very much. Peace.